Killer, killer, dipset, uh huh. Check my stats, man. 78 I got to be the best living, man. You already know. Uh, like Alex Trebek, you're in jeopardy. Yes, sir, we got the recipe. Give you a tech, but nope, not a referee. Like why Clef, I'm a refugee. Broly wear cocky, don't play hockey, but have your mom and goalie gear. Welcome, 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 welcome. You are now tuned in to SFG Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Howe. You're now tuned in to episode five. It's been a nice little journey, man. So five episodes down. Just want to thank everybody who's been rocking with me so far. Um, a lot of people, a lot of my good good friends, um, family been supporting the movement so far. We have to continue to do that, continue to like, continue to share, um, take little anecdotes and, and share the information, man. And hopefully we can continue to grow this platform. Um, like I said before, uh, at at a point in time when when either the technology, um, can, I can bring you the quality with the technology in terms of having guests and or with COVID-19 being able to travel and be able to record in different places and, and have different people on, we'll be doing that at some point. Um, but with that being said, let's get right into it. So today, uh, today we're going to go over, go over the NBA finals, recap that recap LeBron James's performance and where he sits in the annals of NBA basketball history. Cause that seems like that's all anybody wants to talk about on the timeline and in every, in the group chats. I'm sure, I'm sure most everybody else is that cared about basketball. There, a lot of have seen the same things I've seen. Um, so we'll get into that as well as being able to talk about what happened in the NFL this weekend. Um, a big injury in Dallas, uh, with Dak Prescott. But overall, a lot of really interesting things that went on this past uh, NFL week. And then, as as per usual, we'll get into uh, my music picks. Um, and then I also want to address a topic that um, well, I haven't addressed yet in full is the Meg Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez topic. Because I've just seen a lot of different things uh, online and just had a bunch of different conversations been privy to of people talking about it and so i want to be able to address that so without further ado let's get into it so the nba finals i personally believe it was a really good series i enjoyed the series a lot um and it and it went just about how i thought it would go i called it uh la in six and that's due mostly in part to I felt like Miami was going to be able to tough out a couple games, and they did. And I thought that Anthony Davis would be too much, and he was. And as I said before, um, LeBron just had to be serviceable, and he ended up being great. So, I mean, when you factor that in, it went went about how it was supposed to go. Um, Rajon Rondo was a big lift, but we knew that going in. He was going to do what he does. Um. The matchups for, for him with Miami were favorable. Um, I thought later in the series, I think Eris Bolstra should have utilized his bench more. I think guys were tired. Uh, if I'm going to critique him, because obviously he was coaching an uphill battle. Um, I don't think he could have pulled this one out. They they didn't have the horses. But if I'm if I'm if I'm a critique Eric Bolstra in Miami a little bit, I would say. And also be able to use Kelly Oubre. Excuse me, not Kelly Oubre, but Kelly Olynyk uh, more because I felt like Bam, once he came back into the series, 
Um, I think he was playing too many minutes. He was obviously was hampered. He wasn't really that aggressive. And he still ended up playing well, but I thought you could have u- utilized your pieces a little bit more and game plan around that. But again, he was dealing from an uphill uphill battle. They they wasn't gonna win that series. Um the Lakers the Lakers were 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 primed and ready to go. Um LeBron LeBron James, they were just a better team. Um and what we talked about before, they were bigger and more athletic. So when you have when you have that 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 trumps guts and guile and heart and all of the synonyms for not that much talent when we talk about the Miami Heat. Um but it comes down to what the talent did. I mean, Anthony Davis had a really great series. He did have the one dud. Um but LeBron James, man, I mean, what what more can you say? I mean, he 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 showed why he's the best basketball player of his generation. Um, and show why people have these um, crazy conversations about where he slots in the annals of time. I will say, I will say this though: I, I was happy for the Lakers. Obviously, with I like everybody else who grew up in in the era of Kobe Bryant, loved and, and adored Kobe Bryant, and f- I don't know if it's getting older or. I'm getting soft as I get older, but that 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 tragedy really hit home, man. I I, I shed a, I shed a tear or two, and I'm not somebody who's emotional in that way. Um, so that really hit home. So once that happened, you know, I automatically said, if the Philadelphia 76ers don't make the finals, I'm rooting for the I'm rooting for the Lakers all day every day. They got to get it for the Mamba, and they were able to do that. So I was happy to see that. I'm happy for that whole organization. I mean, obviously, it's a small consolation for the tragedy, but just in terms of something going right in 2020, um, I think this was something in terms of sports that was good and and was uplifting. Um, But instead of people just enjoying the championship and enjoying the moment, the LeBronivores, um, they just came out of full droves, man. I mean, it just made it. It got made it to the point to where I was just ready to turn off my phone. I'll be honest, I was ready to delete a couple of people out of my phone, man, just for some of the quotes, some of the, some of the some of the idiotic rhetoric that was being typed on the socials and different things that was being said. Now, now it made me also made me also question, yo, Jerry, are you are you hating? And I was like, eh, nah, nah, because I, I I went back and just watched the watched the watched the games, watch you know watch highlights, went back and looked at the numbers, and it's like, eh, nah, you're not bugging. I think people f- are controlled by what they hear and what they see on the media. Um, I also think that people that are basketball laymans and not true lovers of the history of the game fall victim to to things that they see recently um for example uh in a group chat that I that I belong to has some has some guys these these guys is ages from 20 23 to to 27 28 so you would you would think they they've seen something but you know they had the nerve to say Anthony Davis 
is a better all-time talent than than Tim Duncan. And I got to be honest, man. Right after that was said, I put the chat on mute, took a deep breath, then tried to educate, but to no avail. Um, Ignorance is just running rampant in 2020. We all see it. We all know it. We all all know what time it is. Um, And that's not to say Anthony Davis isn't a great player, but Tim Duncan, from the moment he got to the league, became – a top, a top, a top five four, and then became the number one four, and then won immediately. It took him, it took him barely any time to start winning. So I, come on, man, like he, he was in the era where he had to battle Shaq and Kobe and they prom, and he ended up with five rings, the same amount as Kobe, one more than Shaq. And Anthony Davis has been in the league for seven years, and he just won his first win. Can you run it with LeBron James? And yet and still, when we bring up Tim Duncan, now again, I'm not saying that LeBron is a better player than Tim or that I wouldn't take LeBron first, but let's be clear. LeBron has accomplished a lot of things, but he hasn't done more than what Tim Duncan has done. He hasn't done any more than what Kobe has done. He hasn't done any more than what Magic has done. So, you know, I get that he's been in the league a very long time, but he's only 34 years old. Mike won his last championship at 35. So I, I just don't I just don't understand where all of this all of this hero worship for LeBron comes from. And then when you make points against him it makes us you trying to say oh i'm a hater no it's just that you guys are really out here out here really having a, a carnivore session with lebron james <laughs> like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know and you know what's even crazier it'd be the people that be jordan down from head to toe jordan down from head to toe camping out for the next jordan's hitting my phone like yo Yo, Jay How, can you can you can you see what's good with the Jays? Yo, you you got a plug? Never got that text about LeBron, but that's here nor there. That's here nor there, right? When you just look at the pure numbers over the career, man, um the numbers in terms of all of the efficiency numbers favor Michael Jordan. The points per game favor Michael Jordan. And LeBron for his career averages seven seven assists a game, seven point four, and seven total rebounds a game, playing 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 a predominantly a point guard role. And Mike averages six rebounds and five assists, and he was a gunner. Mike's efficiency rating for his for his career, his PER, which all the new basketball nerds love, is twenty seven point nine. One of the highest in NBA history for a career. If not, as a matter of fact, the highest, excuse me, as I'm looking at it. LeBron's is 27.5. All right, so again, again, let's be clear. In the top five of the NBA now, moving forward, you cannot have LeBron James not in it. So when you when you talk about the best shooting shooting excuse me small forwards to ever have lived, LeBron James has now cemented his place as the number one small forward ever. Period. 
It's not it's not a debate. I think he's taken over Larry Bird's spot. Um there was arguments from people um from the older generation more so. That wasn't an argument that I was making, but I could see why they were saying it of what Larry did in his time. But LeBron LeBron James is is head and shoulders the best small forward to ever to ever play basketball um at this point and we should respect him as such. Um I think point guard for my money, Magic Johnson is number is the number one point guard. I think he's in the starting lineup. We obviously know who the starting line, the starting two guard is. That goes without saying. LeBron has finally etched his name in stone. He's the number one small forward. Tim Duncan is the number one power forward. And you know you could debate it, but obviously I would say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the best center that's ever played. Um, he has he has the most rings, the most points. Has done. A lot of different things. I don't think he was the most dominant center. I would say that was Shaq, but Shaq wasn't, um, didn't have the longevity and didn't have the the type of career that Kareem did. So that would be the all time starting five. Um, but I do think that when you look at LeBron's career and what he's done and what he hasn't done, um, he's definitely top five. I don't think that's a debate anymore. Um, but these these guys, man, that. Oh, he's the GOAT. Look at what he did taking taking teams to the finals in Cleveland. Look what he did in Miami. When Miami, he was the favorite all four years he was there. And he went two for four. Like, let that sink in. He went two for four. So the thing that the thing that you can't we we you have you it's be one thing if he would have lost one finals or the one he lost to the Spurs when he took Cleveland to the finals when they had no business getting there but he got him there more power to him that was an okay loss but any loss after that i mean that Dallas Mavericks loss was putrid he looked soft he looked scared he looked shook that loss to the Spurs was unacceptable When 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 you're when once you learn how to win and you're a player of that caliber and you and you're claiming he he is who you guys say he was when you have that type of a roster he still should have been able to beat that that Spurs team but he didn't okay so be it and then you look at the Warriors roster that first year where that goes without saying um you lose your horses that's that's tough so I didn't hold that against them but not being able to get the job done against Kevin Durant twice and all Kevin Durant did was do what you did when you went to Miami played with his peers guys who he's in guys who he was in the same high school class with same age bracket and Clay Thompson and, and Steph Curry Draymond Green as well all in close proximity so but we killed Kevin Durant but yet when LeBron did it he was killed in the media, but by the people who are slurping him now, he was killed. But now all of a sudden he's the goat. He's the king. He's this, that, and the third. So I don't know, man. It's just it just seems like we we as a as a basketball society is either ran running out of common sense or are just tired of the narrative being a narrative. Um but again but again um, teach they own. If that's what you feel, that's what you feel. I'm not here to argue with anybody about it anymore. Um, cause if that's your opinion, that's your opinion. I'm just going off with the film and the numbers say the film tells me that Michael Jordan is the best basketball player I ever watched. 
And when you go back and watch all of the games that he played, it'll tell you that. He's the most dominant player ever in basketball. He, he's the most dominant. So um, it goes without saying. So moving right along. So with that being said with the season, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see what ends up being the end-all, be-all for the, the season in total. Because we obviously have an NBA draft. There's a hundred or so kids that are, you know, haven't gone back to school or could go back to school because they uh, changed the NCAA rules. And, and if you didn't get an agent, uh, you still have the opportunity to go back as long as you don't accept any money. Um, and there's a bunch of kids that will probably need to take advantage of that. But the NBA draft is coming up now. It's gonna be interesting to see when, when that when they announce that when the when the actual date's gonna be and then how free agency is gonna go, and then what they're gonna do for next season. I would imagine if they started in January, they probably do like a lockout shortened type season, and 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 run from run from January to January to June, play like 56, 56 games to sixty three games, whatever they could kind of fit in in that time frame, make it a sprint finish the season on time and then go back to business as normal in fall of 2021 and go back into a regular 82 game schedule and kind of go from there. So that's what I would do. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how that works because there's no way you could start a season in, in December now. Like you just couldn't, it, it would, it, you'd be robbing so many people or their bodies that you just asking for people to get hurt. So, I would say start the season sometime in January. You know, that gives you all of November off, gives you all of December off. And then you go right back in maybe towards the end of January. You start the season, you go from there, you play a short and lockout type season and, and you rock out. So let me know your guys' thought. You could tweet me at J J how underscore two. Uh, leave a comment when I post this on YouTube. When we put the YouTube on there, uh, leave a comment. Let me know what your thoughts. I'm interested to see what you guys' thoughts are when the season should start. Um, and I'm not interested in anybody's thought about the Michael Jordan versus LeBron James debate. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm sick of y'all. <laughs> y'all got on my nerves the last three days, man. I can't, couldn't even enjoy the couldn't even enjoy the championship, man. You know what I mean? No vegetables in y'all diet, man. And I'll leave it at that. So, um, as we as we move as we move forward, going from going from the hardwood to the gridiron. What an interesting week of football, man! What an interesting week of football. Obviously, obviously, starting with Thursday night football, the Bears, the Bears pulling out the the victory, pulling out the victory against the Buccaneers. Um, Nick Foles did. Uh, solid. The Bears did what they were supposed to do, uh, which they should have did against what they should have did against the Colts the prior week, but they didn't. So be it. So be it. But um, going going from that to just looking at some of the things that happened. I mean, the Chiefs losing to the Raiders. That's not uh that that much of a surprise that they won. But I wouldn't have thought I would have thought they were going to split. I would have thought that the Raiders would have won their home game and the Chiefs win their home game. I wouldn't have thought that the Raiders would have went in the Arrowhead and win that game. Um, 
the Texans got off the snide against the, the lowly Jaguars. I don't know. I think I think if the, I don't think there's tanking in football because it's too tough of a sport. If you're going out there, you're not going out there to lose as players. That's not a sport you can really tank in. But golly, man, that that coach still has a job is beyond me. <laughs> and Bill O'Brien's out of a job because he couldn't get along with J.J. Watt. That was a straw that <laughs> broke the camel's back. Not trading Hopkins. Not trading Clowney for peanuts. Not tr- tr- trading Dwayne Brown for peanuts. Can't get in an argument with Captain America. <laughs> you get in an argument with Captain America, you're out of there. So, um, happy to see the Texans get off this knot. Ravens dominated the the Bengals. But I'll tell you what, man. The Ravens, um, I don't know if it has to do with Lamar's health or if it has to do um, with the, his having a young receiving core, man. But they're not running the football as dominant as I would like to see. And the passing game isn't as dominant. I mean, they dominated that game because it was the Bengals and their defense is really good. But that offense, um, I will pay attention to that. I think the last few weeks I haven't really been impressed with them. And I've watched the majority of their games. I haven't been impressed. Um, I think it has to do with Lamar. They have to figure out, you know, the right amount of times to have to have him run on top of when he's going to run on his own in the scramble game. Um, but I think they have to figure out whether or not they want to be a deep shot team or get some quick game going and allow allow him to get into a rhythm passing the football. Panthers took out the Falcons 23-16. Teddy Bridgewater's been playing really good football. Um, that's that that division is, is is shaping up to be pretty pretty tough. Um with Atlanta with Atlanta being sorry, but the Panthers having a winning record, the Saints are having a winning record. And and the Buccaneers be having a winning record, and you know you, everybody knows how highly I think of the Buccaneers. But with the injuries starting to mount, it's going to be interesting to see how they hold up over time. Uh, the Steelers uh, beat 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 my lowly Eagles. However, I like how the Eagles played. Um, I wasn't mad at the performance. Um, if if Carson can cut down on the turnovers, man, I feel like he's just snake bitten this year. I mean, batted balls and different things like that. On top of when he makes poor reads, um, I would like to believe the Eagles can win the division, um, especially with what happened to Dak. I, I would say that they should be able to win the division with ease um, moving forward, and that's how they should behave. That's how they should carry themselves. The defense is rounding into shape. I still don't like our secondary that much, but our front, our front four um, with that eight-man rotation is looking good. Love what I see from from, from there. Um, our linebackers are sorry, man. I mean, these guys are just biting on everything. Um, poor angles. Um, they're solid in the run game, but they can't, they can't not cover, um, to my, to, to my expectations, at least. Um, the Cardinals beat the Jets at this point. The Jets is like a, a guaranteed win. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know when the Jets are going to get a win. The Rams are back looking good. Beat, beat up on the Redskins. 30 to 10. That wasn't a game, honestly, uh, from the get-go. They they beat up on, on Washington. Um I think Washington wanted to get Alex Smith back on the field at some point. Uh Kyle Allen getting hurt just allowed them to do it quicker. Um if I'm Alex Smith, I would have asked to sit down for a little bit more because I just came back. You what you putting me in just to get sacked. He got sacked like thirty times in a <laughs> in three quarters on Sunday. 
the Dolphins beat up on the 49ers, man. J- Jimmy Garoppolo either um, – he didn't look g- great in terms of his health, but if you get on the field, I mean, you, you got to put up a better performance than that. Um, so I don't know what's going on with the 49ers. Probably a bit of a Super Bowl hangover, and on top of that, you trade – you, you, you trade Forrest Buckner for a first-round pick and you draft Ken Law and you're not getting that type of production. Eric Armstead's not giving you that type of production. So, uh, it's just, it just, it just no, you know, 49ers is in disarray. Hopefully, the run game can get back on track and they can figure it out. I think Kyle Shanahan's a good enough coach, but if – Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to play like he's a top 15 quarterback. They have no chance. Browns, Colts. Phillip Rivers single-handedly lost that game for the Colts. If you if you got to see that game, Phillip Rivers, is he, he, looked, he looked done. Um, I don't know some of the reads he was making. He just he, Phillip Rivers is not a good quarterback. And that tells me a lot about, what, about Jacoby Brissett, the fact that you couldn't beat him out in training camp or show 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 well enough to where it's like all right well at least let Joe Jacoby play and if we're sorry we could get a top pick in the draft and get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or somebody who we think can grow with the fact that they went and got Phillip Rivers means that the Colts think they can compete which they can and that he gives them the best chance to win but I don't see it but the Browns are found a winning formula take the ball out of Baker's hands make easy to find reads for him and you have a chance to win. The defense is opportunistic right now. A lot of turnovers. I don't think the defense is elite, but they do have a really good front four. Um, and and if you can get after the quarterback, you always have a chance, and they can. So um, I'm impressed with Cleveland. They're they're performing to the standard that we talked about before the season that they could perform to. Now it's going to be interesting to see how the top of that division uh, shapes out. Because you had the Browns with only one loss, the Steelers who are undefeated, and the Ravens with only one loss. It's going to be interesting down the stretch. Vikings, Seahawks. I'm I'm down the middle in this game. If if it were me, I'm up twenty six twenty one at the ten. It was like a minute fifty seconds and counting left. Even in Madden, I would have kicked the field goal. I'd have kicked the field goal. They only had maybe one one timeouts, two at the most. You kick the field goal. You go up. You go up eight, and you make them drive the whole field, and not only get a touchdown, but then have to make the two point conversion. And at worst, you end in the tie. You go into overtime. You live to fight another day. That, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Now, had it been maybe three to five minutes left in the game and you're looking to get a touchdown to put the game completely away, makes all the sense in the world to me. But if you are but if you know you don't get it and you have to get a ball back to Russell Wilson and you're not going to get any time back for your own offense just in case your defense scores, it's just bad. It's just bad business. Obviously, it's, you know, it's a bit of Sunday morning quarterback backing, you know, um, and maybe if you know they go for the field goal and Seattle still wins, they probably get the coach probably get killed the other way. But if it were me in his shoes, that's what I would have done, um, and I would have lived with the consequences there. Um, and then the last game, the last game of the Sunday, Cowboys and Giants. I'll tell you what, man. 
The Cowboys defense is God awful. God awful. They gave up 34 points to the Giants, a team that hasn't scored more than 17 points in a game all year. That is unacceptable. And the fact that the fact that Mike Nolan is still hasn't been fired yet is amazing. Like, and this is a prime example of what people talk about in the communities or that sports communities when you have coaching and understanding how to coach and understanding how to win and understanding how to lead. That Dallas Cowboys defense is pretty much the same as when it from last year and they've added a few different pieces. Alder Smith is playing really good football. You can't tell me that if you're if you have those same guys, you don't have a you don't have a offseason input your system. You don't you don't you don't have reps at doing certain things that you don't you change from a four three to a three four in this offseason. As a coach, you should have been able to, to adapt and call a defense based on the personnel that you have and what they can and can't do. Because because DeMarcus Lawrence is is playing terribly. He's not giving you anything. And you know, Jalen Smith it doesn't look like he's playing as violent like he's playing as aggressive as we're used to seeing him see, seeing him play. I I I would I would to say that this is the worst coaching job that I've seen defensively in a very long time. And it's and I don't think it's a pure talent issue. I don't think the Cowboys are that bad defensively talent wise. Yes, their secondary is trash. Yes, it's cheeks, but it's not this. And moving into what they're doing, uh, what happened to Dak Prescott, man. I mean, that was a a really sad, sad thing to see, man. And I, and again, I don't know if it's if it's getting older. I don't know if it's if if it's being able to visualize myself being in his shoes because I've had catastrophic injuries myself. But man, I mean, I saw that. I was like, oh man, that, I was I was sick for him. Cause not only not only do you get hurt, you're only signed to a one year deal. You feel like you let the team down. You're having the best season you have as an individual as a, in your career. So much ahead of you, you haven't been hurt yet, and you get hurt on a freak on a freak accident trying to stiff arm a guy off you, and because you're too strong. He throws his body into your legs to get you down, and your your foot gets stuck in the turfs, man. So that was really sad to see. Um, you could tell you could tell by the reaction of the players and everybody there, and even up up in the front office that they love that kid, man. They love Dak Prescott. He's obviously a good a good leader, good person. But for whatever reason, he wasn't good enough to get paid the money he was due. They started to pinch penchy, uh, pinch pennies when it came to his contract. If they would have gave him the four-year extension of Deshaun Watson's money, he would be signed. But they tried to give him Carson Wentz money and Jared Goff money and 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 less guaranteed money than them when he has the same resume, if not better. And that's coming from an Eagles fan. I hate the Cowboys. But, uh, I mean, Dak hasn't done any 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 less than them two and them guys got guarantees early now granted they was top of the draft but you would figure 
you know, being being as though he had one less year on his deal, those that, that franchises, the Eagles and the Rams, took care of those guys early. Meanwhile, Dak had to wait to get the free agency, and you franchise him, and then you have you've had two to three years to take care of him early, and you didn't. So of course, if I'm Dak, I would bet on myself, and even yet, and still, as you think about it, he still holds the Cowboys over a barrel. What do you well? What do you mean, Jerry? Okay, well, he's hurt. You have to bring him back if you're Dallas. So how do you bring him back? The franchise tag, right? But wait, the franchise tag is $37 million. They're not going to pay Dak $37 million in a one-off, in a one-off with the way the salary cap is going to go, especially with COVID-19. The NFL is not going to make as much money, so the, cap, the, the salary cap is going to get smaller. So that tells me, that they're going to either give Dak some sort of prove it deal, which would allow him to have short-term security and get to the offer, get to the offering table again quick, or you have to pay in a franchise tag. Either way, within the next over the over the course of this year and next year, he's going to make upwards of sixty million dollars. That would have called would have been the same if he signed to almost the same as if he signed a signing bonus for eighty million that they offered him prior. So I'm not in the camp of everybody else saying, oh, he should have signed a deal or what was Dak? Nah, he'll be out for six to eight months. He'll be ready by the start of next season. And because he's going to be healthy by springtime, he'll be able to show people that he's healthy and he's moving around and, and that he that he can run around and do certain things. He doesn't have to show that he could take a hit. All he has to do is show that he can walk and run and run around and throw a football. And if he does that, he's already going to have the media, the media on his side. Everybody on my Twitter timeline was was everybody was giving virtual side eyes to Jerry Jones because now you think about it from an athlete's perspective instead of thinking about it from an owner's perspective. You have a guy that's literally done everything the right way since he's been in the league. He's a pillar of the community, pillar of the franchise. Could have held out in after year two, but he didn't because I would have wrecked the season. Could have held out after year three, didn't. Could have, would have, because it would have wrecked the season, and that's not the type of guy he is. But you don't take care of him, and he's 27 years old, just entering his prime, and and really getting to where he's going to start taking over the league. I think Dak, I think Dak is is a little bit of a poor man's version of Donovan McNabb. I don't think he's as spectacular as Donovan was, but he's in that kind of uh, conversation. He reminds me a lot of him um, in terms of what they bring to the table and even Donovan didn't have to go through that. They paid him, but Donovan was winning more games than Dak, but and winning the division every year. But in this era and looking at the quarterbacks around him, Dak Prescott should have been paid. And, and I'm getting to the point to where these people don't know how to evaluate quarterbacks. The fact that Cam Newton was sitting home for that long and he's Cam Newton. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks. Anybody has ever seen in terms of talent and he's sitting home. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you got the, the Fitzpatrick's of the world with jobs. Alex Smith hasn't played in two years and he had a job. Andy Dalton got picked up. And again, Andy Dalton is probably a starter in this league, but again, he's not Cam Newton. Like, like, the Bears, the Bears traded for Nick Foles. Again, that happened before they uh, Cam Newton was released. But come on, man, 
Come on, man. Those those two guys got starting, got Kirk Cousins getting extra guaranteed money in this past offseason. Come on, man. Like I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. I just don't think they know how to evaluate quarterbacks um in any anymore because this is some of this stuff don't make any sense. But who am I? You know what I mean? I'm just a I'm just a guy who's watched football all his life and, and played it a little bit and, and studied it and I I don't I don't know. But I don't think it's rocket science either. I just don't. Um so obviously due to COVID there was a few games not played, completely messing up for my fantasy. I have the Patriots defense and I couldn't I couldn't get a defense because they called the game on Sunday. Like I should get an automatic ten points for that. If I lose one of my games this week because of that, I'm be irritated. Don't make no sense. Don't make no sense. All because, all because the NFL didn't do a good enough job of getting the protocols in place so people can be able, so people could be able to do what it is that they love to do. And then obviously you're gonna have knuckleheads. It's not all the NFL's fault, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, I thought I thought it was I thought it was poor. It's 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 like they playing musical chairs right now. What team has got the worst infection? <laughs> and and who right right now the Patriots the Patriots the Patriots are are sitting in the chair. And so who who knows who it'll be next week as they play the musical chairs of football? But um, moving moving right along into the last segment, right into the last segment, guys. Uh, we're getting right into the music. The music segment, as always, is brought to you by Go Hard for Life ENT, up and coming record label out of Pleasantville in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Got a couple young up and coming artists coming from out of there. You know what I mean? So shout out, shout out to my guy Juice, man. Best best boxer, best boxer in the state of New Jersey for my money. But that's a subject for another day. Shout out to my guy. Um, so the album I want to spotlight for this this week is "Back Home" by Trey Songs. Um, I've been a pretty pretty uh big Trey Songs fan for a long time. I've always loved his music, um, but I felt out of touch for his last couple projects. They just wasn't hitting the same to me. Not a lot of replay value in my opinion. There's always been a couple records that you'll take here and there, but never uh, top to bottom that you keep running back to it. Um the way that you could you could run back to some of his older projects um one of the projects that really stick out to me stick out to me for him uh if you go back to what year was that uh 20 2007 excuse me Trey they loved that project a lot of good joints on there passion pain uh and pleasure loved that project a lot of joints on there um the anticipation mixtape a lot of joints on there so um, but I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I li- I liked it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm two listens in, but if you haven't checked that out, it's worth checking it out. If you like R and B, um, I think, I think it's a really, a really, a really nice effort from him. Um, in the rap world, a uh, reason coming out of Carson, California, uh, t- he's part of TDE, which is Kendrick Lamar's, uh, label for, for the lame out there. Um, tapped into his project i liked i like what i heard from there i gotta give it a couple more listens before i i stamp it um either way but from what i heard i i really i really liked it 
Um, but I tell you what, man, um, going back to what I talked about last week, that Giveon four four pack, man, that that four pack is fire. <laughs> like, like it is it's really it's really dope. Um, it's really dope, and he should have just he should have made that into an album, man. That was really fire. Um, and then the only other th- uh, record that really moved me that I've been able to check out so far, um, King Vaughn dropped a record with Fabio Foreign called "I Am What I Am." These young guys is, is talking real greasy on there. Um, real, real hype record. Um, I traditionally don't really get into some of the, the younger rappers per se, but them guys was really talking. I enjoyed that record. Benny the Butcher dropped a uh, single, Timeless, with Big Sean and Lil Wayne. That was super fire, super crazy. Um, it's one of the first records that I think Benny the Butcher doesn't have the best verse on. I think Big Sean kind of snapped a little bit. Um, I got to listen to it a few more times and see, but I really, I like the song. Um, it's, I've been bumping that. Um, and then another album I want to check out is by Manny Wells. Um, I had it downloaded. I just haven't checked it out yet. And one of my good friends sent me the record as well. Um, and she said that it was fire. So I got to make sure I check it out. Um, Mirage by Manny Wells. I've heard good things. Um, so yeah, those are, that's my music music picks of the week. And uh, I hope everybody in, in, enjoyed the podcast today. Uh, we had a lot of a lot of conversation, and and uh, moving forward, man, look forward looking forward to having having even more good conversation and 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 chopping it up and and eventually, uh, especially on the YouTube, we're gonna. Whether I got to figure out the zooms, man, whether it be zooms or we figure out the the Insta lives or whatever to where we can have some interaction and have some really good conversation with just multiple people. Um, I got a lot of people that can bring some good value, um, some some good, good, good last in, the, in this time of uh, time of terror that we're living in. Um, we could all use a good laugh and, and a reprieve from all of the nonsense and stuff that we deal with on a day to day basis. So, um I appreciate y'all for checking out. Make sure y'all tap in on the YouTube. Please tap it on the YouTube. Like, subscribe, share. Have your friends like, subscribe, and, and, and share. You know what I mean? Plus, play on the John. Even if you don't listen to it or don't like sports or you don't like music, make sure you tap in and, 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 and listen to it. Oh, and before I forget, sidebar, sidebar. Hey, hey fellas, man, I, I got to tell y'all, man, um, when it comes to this Meg, Meg the Stallion and Tory Lanez thing, um, I'm a hundred percent for innocent until proven guilty, right? And but I'm also for you have to be able to read the room. For the life of me, I don't understand why Tory Lanez is behaving the way he's behaved. Even if he turns out to be stone cold innocent, right? He has looked like a complete cornball. I mean, going, going, you going out and partying. You releasing, you releasing albums after the Brianna, at, right after the Brianna Taylor verdict, or excuse me, the indictment or lack thereof of, a, of an indictment. The woman, the woman came out and said you shot her a whole month ago. And you said nothing. And now you get on the album and you say all that you say on the album 
And lo and behold, uh, and then you start going out doing promos, doing video, and lo and behold, now you're indicted. Like, uh, like I don't understand. And short of Megan's friend shot her, or Megan shot herself, at the end of the day, as a man in a situation like that, you got to be able to handle yourself better than that, man. It just, you got to be able to handle yourself better than that. I'm not somebody who drinks. Um, I'm not somebody who does, does drugs and to everybody to each their own, man, you want to smoke your little, you know what I mean? You want to drink or whatever the case may be, but none of that should be mixing with firearms. The fact that you had a firearm going to Kylie Jenner's house and you had an armed security guard already there, what the point is the arms is the what the point is the security guard there for if you still feel the need to have a gun? So that means you're just spending money for nothing. Like you there with women and going to a house with women. Like what do you have a gun for? At the Kardashian Kardashian's house at that. Like yeah, I don't that he it's it's got to do better and we got to stop defending buffoonery, man. Like saying, yo, he's he's innocent till proven guilty is one thing, but you can't condone clown behavior, man. And it's not our place to hold women accountable, man. It's let let women hold each other accountable. And obviously, you know, we common sense is common sense, and that's really all it comes down to. It's like it's like there's just a a lack of common sense going on out here, man. With 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 everything, it feels like from from the whatever what we dealing with the politics world what we dealing with this COVID-19 what we dealing with 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 people's views on race and and just everything in totality man it's just a lack of common sense out here so uh ladies and gentlemen man be safe please use common sense when you when you making certain moves with people and who you bring around your kids bring around your family what moves you decide to make with your family. Who's a friend? Who's not a friend? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But let me get off my soapbox, man. I've been talking for too long, man. Love and appreciate everybody. Please tap into all my social medias. And this has been the SFG Sports Podcast, Episode 5. I'm your host, Jerry Howell, signing off. Peace.